Uh, but I'm really excited about this week because um, as I was thinking through the series, I was thinking, uh, you know, technolo technology and AI, technology and the workplace, uh, and education. And I was thinking about the liturgy, and I was like, wait, we've got some technology and liturgy right now going on. Uh, who does that? So, uh, live stream team, uh, obviously, are the people to talk to. And I, I have a slide here, a, a little how it started versus how it's going. Have any of you seen those memes? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like in how it started. So, um, I think this is the very first live stream, April 1st, uh, 2017. What is it? Did you take some off? Because initially the idea was that we didn't need to catalog them, so they, uh, they were deleted. So and really. So, when did it start? But that's the right genre. As you can see, but it, it started, uh, we started in 2017 at some point, earlier that year. Early 2017. So you've been going for a few months before this yeah. April. Yeah. April. And, and then I just started making hiding videos and... <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just show a little clip mm -hmm. because... Please do. Yeah, uh, it's been, uh, I think it's gonna illustrate how amazing... <laughs> it started for COVID, that was before that. Correct. Yeah, before COVID, no. several years before. Um, so let's, let's see. Which we'll get to that story too. Wow. That's not the TV. Let's see if I can find a sermon. Oh, Bishop Ed. Yeah, because this is an ordination. This is the ordination. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. So as you recognize, it gets too loud on the loud parts and not loud enough for something like a sermon. Um, so this is just a couple weeks ago, and I'm not going to be able to like show all parts of it. Um, but this, the confirmation service a couple weeks ago was a master class in streaming and tech. Oh, come on. I know you guys are like, we could do better. But for us, like looking looking at all of the camera angles that you used during this service. Wow. Does that sound different? That's some awesome audio. <laughs> Let's go up to the uh, multiple angles, not just from the back, um, but from the side, which I imagine you had do beforehand. Yes. yes. Yeah, we, That's not normal. How many cameras do you have? Well, we have access to currently three or more, but our software and hardware only allow us to use two at a time. Okay. So for this one, we physically unplugged the cable and plugged in another cable for that angle, and then when the rest of the service happened, we just unplugged and replugged, which you know, Daniel put some work in. So this yeah. is not a permanent installation, but it's something we'd like to move to. For wedding, weddings, ordinations, confirmations, the that's part of our, our future. What a difference. Even the, the music. It's amazing. I mean, it's, it's a great way to compare. Yeah. All, all of it. Uh, fantastic. So, I'm going to stop sharing my screen uh, and let uh, Dan share his. But um, needless to say, I think I have like a huge appreciation for what you guys do. It's probably one of the most un underappreciated ministries at St. James. There are a lot of underappreciated ministries, but you guys are here every single week. And I know you trade off, but it's amazing. Well, it's such a gift to the church. So um, thank you for 
your years and years of uh, doing this. So. I think our plan today is to talk a little bit about how we got there, because I think it's important to know about the past and where it started, because it wasn't us. Um, this, well, Daniel can maybe share the yeah. cool story of sort of the evolution of how we really got to the point of, hey, let's stream. Everyone knew it was happening. Um, and then we'll show you a little bit of what we're currently doing on the technology side. Um, some of it, you know, we won't get into the nitty-gritty of all of it, but to all the pieces and parts that it takes. Um, and then obviously hearing from you, if you've ever watched at home, uh, we, we always want to know what we can do better. And yes, we have a long wish list. Um, and um, Daniel's been on board helping us out, and some of the wish list is more people. But uh, we enjoy dabbling in what we're doing. So that's sort of what we'll talk about today, and those were great because we had a similar thing we were going to do, just pulling up, but we hadn't picked the videos. We were just going to look at some history of videos, so thank you for pulling those two out. That was great. Um, I started in education technology classes when I was going to education school. And anyway, one of the th things that we started talking about is what technology actually is. And I think, especially here when we talk about technology, um, people get scared about bringing technology into worship for whatever reason and what that means. but So I guess this is just to, to think about what technology is because we've been using technology in worship for a long time. And, you know, in education school, we get to the point where we talk about, you know, that a pencil and a pen are technology, right? Like, books are technology. Um, switching to electric lights, that was a technology that people were scared of, I'm sure. I love that in Downton Abbey when they talk about how bright the chandelier is and it's going to blind them, right? But I think that sometimes we, we forget that there's lots of technology in that room and that we're not... Some of the things that we do and, and that we've brought in are not, like, new to churches at all. There are lots of churches that do things like this. Um, how do we start streaming? A long time ago, I was on the chapter, like a dozen years ago, and uh, there was a discussion about switching to voice over IP. Which, what, is, what is that? Which is, well, we had to switch the telephone system, and it was a really simple conversation because I forget what it cost at the time for uh, every, every line that the cathedral had, what we were spending on our phone a month, and the system was old, and uh, Heidi Baguer, who was the assistant at the time found uh, administrative assistant at the time found a, a program for not prop for not for profits in St. Joe County where we could hook into the uh, metro net, metro net. <laughs> and and the phone lines would go that. from being like <laughs> I don't know 40 bucks a month or something to like three it was ridiculous oh. now, of course it cost thousands of dollars to wire the building <laughs> all the, but that was and as part of that conversation uh, Brian brought up that we could, it would give us enough bandwidth that we could stream video. And one of the other people who was on chapter at that time was Dale Furman. And as, as my dad would say, when Dale Furman got to dying, he said to Yvonne, you know, I'd really like to, his wife, that I'd really like to be able to watch church and that that had been talked about and whatever. So after he died, she approached Tim and said, you know, I'd like to donate whatever it takes to get live streaming of services started because Dale really, Dale brought it up and he would have liked to have been able to watch that as he was dying. So I 
And I think we've done a couple of things before that that could have been streamed or almost needed to be streamed. I think we had a big a couple of big funerals that it would have been nice to do. And I kind of looked a little bit at what it would take to do it, but that kind of forced the issue. And we put together a list of items and told Yvonne how many thousand dollars we would need. And she said, okay. It was essentially a, a, a computer, which ended up being a nice computer. We still use it today as our back or our second computer. It had two cameras and a little bit more nitty-gritty, a little bit of sound stuff, but far cry from as awful as the sound was in that first. We needed we that still took a little technology to even get it to sound that bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but at least you had sound. But we had sound. I think what's funny about that to me is that uh, I'm talking. I have people who contacted me around the diocese because the system that we use there are like four or five variations of that around the diocese because that grant came in for COVID and people said oh what should we buy and I just sent out the list that we were buying but anyway I a lot of those people that I talked to I say you know you can you can you have you have to focus a bit on audio because you can have bad video and people aren't going to care as much yep. if the audio is bad you can't watch it and I've, I've told a few people that, that they need to focus more on their audio. I guess when you're sitting there listening to the headphones, you ought to understand that. But, but anyway, yeah, we do have to, I'm glad that we looked at that. It yeah. is much better. I remember so, when you first started, you guys used to have a memorium thanking Bill Furman yep. and his it, estate. It actually go, goes up every Sunday still. Yeah. Is it really? Yes. It doesn't have his picture on it anymore, oh, but that's there is a slide at the end that, exactly. that thanks them and thanks the... Center for Congregational Development. That was, yeah. Very cool. Is now. She moved to Florida. She came back once. Yeah. Least, yeah, and as, as another extension of that that we'll get to in a bit, Yvonne Furman goes to a church in Florida where they don't have bulletins. They use a screen for all that information. And that, she, she moved before <coughs> COVID and told us that before COVID. But anyway. So... Um, a little bit of, you know, this is the oldest one we have available. We're not quite sure it's the first one. But, because again, we archived and got rid of some of the early ones. Well, and since we watched the other one, I'm not going to... Well... But at the time, we were using a different... We were, we were doing everything on the computer. And you'll see as we talk about upgrading technology, um, all of the... It was a mouse click on a screen on a computer, Daniel's computer size, and trying to do all of this video editing and live. And we were hand-moving cameras which we've now switched to robotic moving cameras, which is kind of nice. Um, so. And the, the idea behind our live stream is not, not the same as it would be you know, if you had a professional crew in here and they keep showing you all these moving pictures of things and this idea that you know, on TV you're either there's movement on the screen somehow. You're either the people are moving or the camera's moving all the time. I'm just trying to work. The, the basic premise is to kind of be like you're here, you're, you're watching, and yeah, there's not a lot of movement on the screen, you're, but you're participating in whatever's going on here. I would say on a production level, not to bounce around, but if, like Daniel said, you don't want the stream to be distracting, in our view, for what we do. I mean, a professional can do it with the mobile truck out back, and um, if you ever watch our stream, you should very rarely, if ever, see a camera move. 
There's sometimes we have to, or to be honest, we just miss hit a button sometimes and they move, and we go, oh shoot. But you'll <laughs> see we we pan it. from we pan from shot to shot, but they're all still shots. Yeah, that's important mm -hmm. to us to say. It's kind of the acolytes and lay Eucharistic ministers in the choir. They're part of the service, but they shouldn't be distracting. On a typical Sunday, how many cameras will you have in what positions? We only use two cameras. Okay. One of them is from the back and the other one? Both of them are from the back. One is robotic that allows us to zoom and move. The other one's stationary. Okay. And, and we need a stationary shot so that we can move the other one. That's basically where yeah. I looked at it and said, okay, we, we need two cameras. And some of that was the limitations of the, the equipment that we had yeah. at the time. Now we could get, now we could actually run essentially eight cameras, although we run a computer through there too. So we could run six cameras. Yeah. If yeah. we, if I should we back up. We have two robotic cameras. We program one as stationary for now. Oh. Yeah. Right. We, that's a, an upgrade we want to. Yeah, we, we'd have to do some upgrading. I think I mean, that's. Sorry, I just wanted to say I think that's important. To, I've, I've never heard you say what's important about how you do what you do, and I, I feel like that's yeah. really valuable information to be shared with the cathedral and, and beyond. I'll compliment Daniel is taking the lead on a lot of these graphics, mm -hmm. and I'll say that's also, you'll see an evolution of our graphics, and it's trying to make the people at home feel like they're in the congregation. So the liturgical colors, Daniel has set up whatever the liturgy is, and again, we don't always get it correct, but um, that if it's red liturgy, the graphics are red, but also balancing the need to make it easy to read and all of that, which we're still getting better at. Uh, What's interesting for me to hear this is that uh, in 2002, I found my first email working with, uh, uh, I worked with the folks over at Granger Community, because uh, they already had a great video production for internal, and then they were streaming to other locations, but not to the internet yet. And so they already had cameras and a crew in place for that part. All they were cared about was the online part of it. So we set up uh, back, it's crazy, I was like, 2002, I'm like, no way, we would start that that long ago. And all we set up was, was a chat room, so people could, people that were viewing could talk to someone and, uh, and we had like five volunteers every service that were on there and then they could talk to someone uh, about the service or about whatever and then they had, they had a great tools to pass them on if someone really needed some help. Uh, but I'm just like, wow, you guys, you guys did a lot in this short time. There they had the advantage that they already had this infrastructure of these camera system and all that and then all they were caring about was getting it, the video online and then they had this part where they wanted this human touch to it uh, and, and all that. And that's what I realized, man, uh, working with volunteers is hard <laughs> because, because it's when you're, when you're, you have a job, you're paid, you're, you're supposed to be there. But the mentality of volunteers sometimes is like, oh, someone else will pick up the slack. You know, I, I, I can't make it. And so, yeah, that was, that's when it clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, wow, this is tough. That's right, what it's like to be a parish priest yeah. and work with all volunteers. <laughs> so, so it's interesting you say that, too, because one of the things that we did at the beginning, and I can't even tell you if it's still true, because I don't set video feeds, I don't set these up on YouTube anymore. Okay. I think it is for our channel, but we turned the chat off. We did. Uh -huh. Yeah. So that, because we didn't want to have to monitor comments and right. that right. kind of thing. And that is something that, if we were talking about going forward, if somebody wanted to be the person who watched that, 
I think Facebook is still on, and the other one's yeah. not. But Facebook, yeah, but I don't know that you can turn it off. And YouTube, you can. And yep. we, you can turn it off. We made the decision to turn it off and yeah. not yeah. have well, it be a thing that we had to worry about. I, to me, I'm with that as a good decision in the sense of, in the sense of, if you if you can't give something time. Don't do it. Right. If you, yeah. if you can only do it, and, you, and it's going to be poor right. quality or not. Right. Yeah, you can't do everything. So to me, it's just like technology. You do it in iteration. You do what you can now, and then and then you have you know two point oh, three point oh, and you do what you can do later on. But you don't try to do everything at the beginning. Well, and from what you're saying, it would be dependent on volunteers and someone who. That's a that's a separate. That's even a separate ministry. Mm -hmm. yeah. to be able well, to, you know, so as as we started out, we wanted to make sure that people knew what we were reading. So our mm -hmm. graphics are really only what the readings are. Mm -hmm. Yep. The citations, so you could go and look that up if you really wanted to and read along or whatever. And, and we didn't add anything else to it. You, you'll, in case we don't hit the bullet point, but you'll see obviously camera's dark. Um, we've done, I won't say nothing with the lighting in the church, but in general, the lighting's been the same. So we bulbs. Uh, you'll see when we've upgraded, that's the upgrade of a camera. Oh, okay. the, the camera when get, yeah, when it gets brighter, that's, that's the, the camera, camera technology. That's and we were using two different cameras at the time, and, and both cameras looked different. Our current setup is the three cameras we have are all the same company and all the same technology. So if you switch between cameras, the colors are the same. Um, no, this is this is the beginning of COVID. Very first stream of COVID. And I'll, I'll tell you that what happened was was that uh, Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, Tim sent a text and said, "Brian says we're gonna we're just gonna stream." <laughs> tomorrow and then Brian sent out a, a script for morning prayer and um, I'm reading through the script and Tim said oh we can just do the same kinds of things that we've been doing as graphics by that time we had lower thirds which are the bottom of the screen and I'm reading through the script and I'm reading things like this the uh, going nobody's I mean I don't know that nobody is but my family's not sitting at home with their prayer book ready right. to open to that page. And I also know that what happens is, is that, you know, somebody says, turn to this page. There's not enough time. Yeah. And I said, um, yeah. I was like, well, we need to put those things that we're not familiar with yeah. up on the screen so that you can just read along with us. That's great. And you good, don't have to good worry decision. About yeah. 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 Greatly appreciated. <laughs> now, this was uh, still old. This was all on a computer, no additional technology yet. Yeah, this is this is just that we started adding in, and this was just for the people, like the people that come to church here, who and the things that you weren't used to. Mm -hmm. So we get to the Lord's Prayer. That wasn't up there because I'm thinking everybody just recites that anyway. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. But we did add this. So do you go in and make a slide the week before, or you make it that morning? Um, Where do you get the text? That, that's evolved, but it used, I mean... I mean it, well, it, it has and it hasn't. In some ways... Through, Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> through COVID, there was, a, there was a script that came out. Brian made a script every week, and we did a lot of copying and pasting and to get those things in. But this is, this is so this is our first COVID stream, and then this is not going to do what I wanted to. But we, we started to do some upgrades, and actually... The next slide might have your second one. I think I'm going to come back to that. Okay. And I covered these up. I should have done this a different way. I didn't realize I'd get covered up. But I'll show you this. This so this is this is still in that first week. 
Notice these lovely readers that showed up to read? Mm -hmm. and, and no, no, to the no masks yet. That was not a thing. Con, yeah, it wasn't a thing. Tim and I are sitting back there, <laughs> reaching over each other, doing what we needed to do. Yeah. I was doing video stuff mostly. Tim was tweaking audio, making it better, which is part of what made the audio get better was that for a long time it was it was Tim, Tim or I or uh, Jay yep. who... We sit back there by ourselves, essentially. We only cared the mics were on at that point. Like yeah. Early on, it was just we, mics are on, great. That was it. Mics are on, it's working, and you worried a little bit about the volume, overall volume level, but also trying to push it out a little bit hot. It's interesting how you guys did it. So over at St. Michael's, we we had the readers read them. They we gave them a time and a. Uh, and a, um, a camera to use. We'll get to so, that. Yeah. yeah, but that's what we did at the beginning of COVID. So we gave yeah. them, and so they did it from home, yeah. and then we stitched it, and we just dropped it in. Yeah, because this is this is the first week, right? Mm -hmm. Second week, there were four of us in the room, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, it was uh, yeah, the bishop and, and Brian and Tim and I. I remember specifically getting a text from Michelle Walker, mm -hmm. Canon Michelle Walker, after this, because we were in the back of the room, and the bishop said, Daniel, can you read the first reading? Tim, can you read the second reading? Uh, sure. I mean, I was probably wearing flip-flops, and I mean, I, we weren't, uh, thankfully, I had a pullover. I clearly I hadn't brushed my hair. We, would, we thought that maybe Dana would show up again, or somebody yeah. would show up again, and we wouldn't have to do it, but it wasn't until that morning where I said, hey, you should. But I didn't pre-read the reading, and it wasn't that complex, but I just stumbled over a few words, and Michelle texts me, because we're friends, and then goes, uh, like, I guess you didn't read that ahead of time, which was, <laughs> which was obvious. It was, and I was like, the bishop asked me the three minutes before. Like, that's that's <laughs> the money of David when all the brothers' names come along. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So if you yeah, know thanks. brothers, yeah. then you're in thanks, trouble. bishop. Next time, that's Daniel reading that one. So. Well, and, and then, you know, you asked me, to, they asked me to read once, and I said, you know, we could have people record these readings themselves. Everybody's got a phone. They can record these readings themselves. And, it, and I'm thinking, I guess I, and by, by that time too, I think I had realized that this was going to go on a whole lot longer than we thought. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, we can have, we can have people do this and, and they'll like to see each other. And I said that to Brian and he said, well, okay, I have some people that we can start with and, yeah. and some ideas. So that's what, that's the so third this, one. By the third week, we had people sending in videos and so, I love that. And these were pre-recorded, and Mom, to your question, at, at Saturday night or whatever, we would render these, meaning we would, we, um, we would we set them up. We take the video that they sent in, and, and, it, and you add this little graphic to the bottom, and you try to clip the ends as best you can. We had a long, and this is funny because the instructions on this were that you're supposed to like turn the video on and count to five. And then start reading because inevitably what happens is people turn the camera on and they start reading right away. And I, we can't switch from in the room to there like that. And there's, if there's no space before you start reading. <laughs> yeah. We all learned a lot of that point. It turns a little weird. But, and then we that was something that threw out the whole thing. Yeah. People sent it in and it was cut off like right at the beginning. If I can step back a little bit to what Daniel said of like Granger community. Um, this was the point where, mm -hmm. thanks to Dale and Yvonne and voice over IP and technology, we were able to, with, again, I don't want to keep throwing it to Daniel, but he put a lot of research time into this and sitting at home figuring out how to do this stuff. And, um, and the two of us worked together to put it into production. 
we were able to flip the switch and start doing this within weeks. I mean, again, week three of COVID, we had the first week with a couple hours notice, second week a little better, third week. Um, we were one of the lucky ones. I mean, obviously, almost every other church in this diocese had zero streaming already. They were now going to try to play catch up down the road. Um, we'll get to a point, uh, we'll wait on it just because it, it has a, uh, a reason to leave it towards the end. You'll see the this was one of the largest streams we did was the first week, first and second week, because the diocese and the cathedral were streaming it. So the most people viewed those first few, because they were all at home not knowing what to do. And they came to the diocesan website and found the stream. We, sorry, I have to ask that again. In the beginning. In the beginning, we would set up the streams, and I don't think we set up the stream till we got here. Yeah. Yeah. So it, would, it was available on YouTube like an hour before. An hour later. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes we recorded and had to publish. We were into technical. And at this point, we had our bandwidth was pretty good, what we thought, but we're pushing a ton of video out. And so then we'd come in in the morning and realize, gosh, the Internet's not working great today. And so we were, you know, we, we really stumbled huge, but there were times we'd start late and we'd say, Bishop Brian, we got like, just kill five minutes. We're not ready yet. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, we ran into some technical issues with even the equipment that we were using. Sometimes Facebook would work. Sometimes YouTube would work. Yep. Like, yeah. which one's working? <laughs> or and that's, a little bit. Yeah. That gets into technology that we switched right. later to allow us, mm -hmm. and we paid to do it. But. I think that's one of those things that unless you're, Unless you're actually trying to stream to Facebook, like YouTube has been the same pretty much since we started streaming. How that works, Facebook changes every three months. There's something that they tweak, and you go, "Wait, out of what? Yeah. Where did that yeah. go?" We never know. We still never know on a Sunday if Facebook will work. To be honest, yeah. So does, does the diocese participate in this, or is it just a user when they need it? Um. Anyway. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They were very instrumental. and I would active. say that that's almost like, when, you know, going back to what's technology, it's almost like when the diocese wants to use the building, do they participate or are they just a user? Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a different picture <clears throat> for a different people. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not not the, just the entire building, but when we, we have a service, right? Like, right. Yeah. right. It's the same kind of thing. Most, we, most of that work happens with the cathedral folk. Almost all of it happens with the cathedral folk. Now, that, for Tim and I, that becomes a little bit odd because throughout all of this, we've one of us has been an employee of the diocese. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. there's that. But we got to these readings, to, to inserting readings, and part of what happened here was that the people who are sending in their video, you're looking at their face. When we went and we, you know, to, to layer onto this, we talked Brian into doing intros and said, hey, you should do intros. We, we, we're feeding Brian information, or I, you know, I was kind of telling him things like, because, you know, the longer we're sitting at home, the more time you have to think about stuff. And I'm saying, okay, well, we, we should tell people that they should like these videos and they should share them because that pushes us up in a YouTube algorithm when all these people are sitting at home and, and looking for things to watch and thinking about church or whatever and start looking it up, 
that just pushes up for us up further when they start looking at oh. right like that was the whole That's thing the behind that all about. is mm -hmm. Always easy to find. Well, it's easy to find, but if you're just a person who doesn't go to church, yeah. right, and you want to find a church service, and in, at that point in COVID, people didn't know what was going on. They were doing things like that. And that just pushes us a little bit further up, and maybe they'll find ours. And, and there were people that did. So we were really evangelizing when we hit that like button. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, it's so easy. And that was the way he wrote that, and it's an easy way to evangelize is what I think what he said. And what Daniel's remembering, and if we won't pull it up, but if you remember, Father Brian had an intro every week, and they were unique. Yeah. yeah. This is the third Sunday after Easter. Welcome to the cathedral. And he recorded those every Saturday and sent it to us. We'd render it, and we'd... if. Even once we got into some in-person worship, we would play that for the at-home viewers before worship started. You would never know it's sitting in here, right. but it was, uh, we don't know who's watching, so welcome. This is what we're going to do, um, and so that was some production. Uh, we would have to like wave at Stephen up at the organ to tell him that that intro was done, and he can start playing the prelude. Uh, so but was it was that done two minutes before 10 o'clock, yeah. or was that done? At 10, and then you delayed the service for two minutes. It, every week varied. They were always a couple minutes long. So, yeah, okay. usually right before the prelude, okay. um, we would do it. Does he still do that? No, we phased that out. Uh, we had a generic one that we played for a while, and then we just kind of stopped playing it. And they're mo Moving to current, we have the announcement slides. Yeah. We play that for the 10. Uh, the stream turns on about 10 minutes before the service. Oh, okay. We just put the announcements up. So as people turn on, they're starting to see what's happening. Mm -hmm. And that allows people to log in and be ready to watch and that kind of thing. But this, this just having people read these and being able to see their faces when, when we went back to in-person services, or really hybrid service kind of things, Brian wanted you to still see people's faces, and he said, I want to keep doing that, and we need video in the, in the room so you can do that. So okay. And all these things, I don't know that we ever told... We never said there's, that there was something we couldn't do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there were times where we took over things and said, "Hey, you've always done, you've always done things this way. We need you to move where you are." I mean, there were ordinations where we said, "We said to the bishop, you know, you've always put the the ordinance in front of you, the person you're ordaining in front of you. We need you to turn that ninety degrees for the camera." Yep. And he said, oh, "Okay." Yep. I mean, um. Which brings you to, again, the, how these decisions work. That, at that point, we purchased or borrowed at the time a, a big TV for the sanctuary, which, as Daniel says, people are afraid of technology. That's kind of a big deal. <laughs> but when we were doing hybrid worship, if you remember, we would put the reader from home, would show up on the screen. So, again, mm -hmm. you're connecting with people that might not be in the building. And so we needed a screen to be able to, when the first reading happened, the video would start playing and going through the sound system for technology um, and also to the stream. And now that monitor is still there and we're still adapting how we want to use this. And um, But that's where that decision came. It was to allow at-home and in-person worship people to connect and see each other and participate. Some people that would didn't weren't comfortable coming back to hybrid church could still be a reader. Yeah, I remember video. recording those things, and you don't realize how hard that is until you try and do it. We would 
be like giggling the whole time to be like, well, I can't submit that one. Very good. <laughs> so what did you mean about being in the room when you talked about Bishop wanted, or wanted people in the room. Uh, you wanted to. You wanted audience, right? No, no, no. We did. We did the. We went back to hybrid church, so we had people would come to church, and some we were still, still, you know, people were online, and not everyone wanted to be here, right? Okay, gotcha. And and in the church, you needed to be able to see the video of the readers, because what we wanted was that you to see the readers' face still, because at that point we're back and everybody's wearing a mask and. Yeah. So readers were still recording. So readers were still recording at home. At home, so that they didn't have to wear a mask. And you see their face. And Brian was still recording his sermons at that point, so you can see his face. And he's of course just sitting right next to the TV ones. But the biggest trend I noticed that COVID sped up a lot of people that were behind with technology. So businesses, churches, because they they needed to depend on it. I had, I had worked for myself and worked from home remotely for a handful of years. So to me, it wasn't anything new. Uh, but this, they called it digital transformation. And, and it had been going for a long time. And it, I remember talking to a company saying, hey, do, do your salespeople really need to be in the office? And he's like, well, I got to make sure that they're working. And I'm like, if they're at their desk, that means they're working. <laughs> and, and, and then he's like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And I'm like, well, you, you trust them, right? Or, or you wouldn't have them here. Yeah. And, and I said, and they're adults? So what's the difference of that they can go do a load of laundry at home or they can go to, uh, go to your break room and have a cup of coffee and talk to other people? I'm like, what's, what's the difference? And I said, Are they, do they produce? He's like, yeah. And this was before COVID. This was uh, 20, 2016. And he's like, oh, yeah. And, and they were very slow at it. And then once COVID happened, their whole sales team, not in their building anymore. And, and then they've never come back. And they're, they actually sell more now than they, than they ever have. So it's just interesting that, uh, that companies were forced to do it. And then... Um, and, and to me, it's just one of those things that, that too many times we think about trading time for money and not production for money. Right, yeah. Uh, and that is a, that's a hard thing. But yeah, I, I was just, uh, I always thought this is hard for the church, especially when I would, whenever we go on vacation, I would always go to an Episcopal church and I would see some of the stuff they did well. I'd like, oh, wow, their graphics are fantastic. And I could look at their... Uh, Something that was like a pamphlet in the uh, in the lobby or a poster or something, but then we would get in there and I'm like, oh my goodness, they have a really old sound system. And and, and to me, someone that cares about production value uh, and the technical side, because I, I I have I'm both right brain and left brain, where I want it to look nice, but I always I want it to function. I would then critique it in my mind, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is where I'm like, I feel like the church should have like this office of IT that could reach out and help these smaller churches. So then it's like instead of saying, "Hey, make the graphic," it's it's like here's here's graphics that you can that you can collect. So so a team could make it for all these churches, and then it could be used and, and all that. So that was my dream, and this was this would have been 20, uh, 2015 or twenty sixteen that I was like I was hoping the church would go this direction. In fact, you and I had a conversation about this, and I'm like. 
I'm like, they're just little islands of themselves. And I, and I get it that, you know, we get, we get whatever our thing is, we have this little, like, hey, don't take my thing away. <laughs> I even volunteered to help someone over at, uh, at Christ the King, a teacher that was doing some technology. And I volunteered just to give some time. And you would have thought I tried to kill her cat. And I realized, <laughs> oh, my goodness. She, the way it was like, it, it was when I read it, I'm like, am I reading this wrong? Am I reading into it? And I was like, oh, my goodness. She's, she was not happy that I was going to be stepping on her toes so um but uh but anyway yeah it's it's just so interesting how it it sped up that uh for a lot of people and got some people caught up and the other ones that already were just got better at it just thinking about that as you said that liturgy is basically traditional mm -hmm. in the ge generic and conservative mm -hmm. in the generic sense because we're preserving that which is a value to us and bringing it in and adding historic context. And when you talked about the resistance, COVID made you come in warp speed, and so someone who does liturgy is really gonna have to change an awful lot in a short amount of time, and liturgists don't do that very well. All right, yeah. <laughs> well, I, just talking about bringing technology, I remember a church that was, a Lutheran church that was talking about putting screens in, and I, I think they were on the edge of a church split over having a screen hanging and uh, same thing with Baptist churches and having drums and it's just it's just like whenever there's change there's always going to be uh, my favorite story is the um, upright piano being brought into churches because it came from a saloon so some people were like we can't have that in our church <laughs> it came from a like brothel it came from a brothel it came from it's like you can't have that in our church so then just fast forward to drums or or uh, lighting or cameras and, and it's just like those are all tools so uh, Kurt, we, we talked about a wire system, more like they have at the football game. Yeah. Moving camera. Oh. Wow. Um, so, so now we're to the point where we put all kinds of stuff up on screen, and it's really funny because um, Brian doesn't actually watch this ever. Hasn't yeah. ever watched. It. Right. He's live. So, because he's here he, and he, he does, he does, he lives it. He doesn't watch it. So then we're, you know, when we switched to the office, does. Most of this work, and we switched to that. I had to go through and explain to him, like, here's here's the idea, because he's looking at it first. He's like, well, there are a lot of words up here. Well, yeah, there are. There are a lot of words up here for for a particular reason, and and most of it at this point is not for most of the people that watch it. It's for the people because I look at this and say, okay, after COVID, if I'm going to go looking for a church to go to, I'm probably going to get online and watch their live stream, or at least check it out and click through it, whatever. And there are lots of people that go to go to churches that all of this, the, the words and things are available for them on a screen who, you know, you, you can't expect them to just click along and follow along on they their own. They don't have a prayer book. They don't have a prayer book. Well, they don't have a prayer book, but you, yeah. we could, or we even could know what a prayer book is. the online yeah. prayer book too, but I don't necessarily expect you to be clicking and going back and forth, so all this is up here. And, Danny, and, wait for just a minute there because I want to ask a question. Stephen, I don't know if you know how many families, what's our... Um, Church size? Do you know? Do you know off the top of your head? Not to put you on the spot. I think. Uh, what's uh, What's the yearly report we have to send? Maybe one hundred and fifty. Report. Or camera, report. any chapter member. Uh, I think that. I think that's. I think one hundred and fifty on the roster. Is that families or people? Families. They're. I think the closer you're going to get are giving units, and I yeah. seem to recall that it used to be just over a hundred. Okay, so I'm. This is. Uh, 
if you look right below St. James South Bend there, our YouTube channel has 535 subscribers. Amazing. Now, you also see last week's view, and we'll get to this in a minute because there's another slide, but we had 43 views last week. Now, let's not, we won't get into the nitty-gritty of what all that means. It, it might mean people log in, log back out, but we had 43 people that weren't in this building watching. We're not getting 500 every week, but 500 people have clicked that subscribe button and are active participants in our ministry. To me, one of the most interesting things about that number of views is that it's 40 to 45 views a week later every week. Wow. And on any given Sunday, I check every Sunday, and I think live we have anywhere from 3 to 12 people that actually watch it live. Hmm. It's not like if you look, you, you can get depressed by that if you wanted, but I look at it as even if it's 3, there's 3 people that aren't here that are participating, and that's worth it. Mm -hmm. um, but like Daniel said, that was last week. There's probably 10 people watching live. Click back now, and 43 people have gone back and watched. We can actually get into what they've watched, and they probably came back and watched Father Brian's sermon. That that might be the important part of what they come see. We can see the, the metrics of who, who. We can't see who, but we can see where they're from. We can see, and so. But let's say, like, I heard a, Father Brian preach a great sermon. It could be any Sunday, and I say. Hey, family and friends, I'm going to send you this email. Here's the link. Forward to this spot. Yeah. Oh. Anybody who watches it goes on to that view. Oh, but I'm going to step back and say, that while that's true, I doubt more than a few people on any given month do that. Right. right? And so, right. again, those 43 people have chosen to come to the site and look for the church service. Mm -hmm. Um, so any given week. Does that so, mean when Brian preached that incredible sermon where he did the iambic pentameter uh -huh. and the kids were all up there, yeah. which ought to be uh, published? Yeah. So scroll down, Daniel, for up. Easter. So, so that's here. That's the the Easter Eucharist. Eighty-three, twice as many views that week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we were having dinner a couple of weeks later, and there was a visiting priest in town. And we told him about it and said, really, you should check this out. It's so clever. So he would have had access to it yeah. had he chosen to, right? Uh, to so me, that's, it's a perfect good situation for... Uh, I haven't looked at locations for that, a while, that's but... That's interesting because... What, did you ask? Where, what locations are people tuning in from? Because we can that, see that. I looked at that yesterday, and I actually pulled graphics for that, and they're on my other computer because I never put them in the thing. But... Um, there aren't as many people, aren't as many of the views in South Bend, mm -hmm. and I'll, which is is what it is, and partially because we have one video. I shouldn't say we have one video. Thanks to Stephen, we have like three videos on our site mm -hmm. oh. that skew all of that information. Yeah. And, and what he's saying is because... The, our YouTube channel isn't only live videos. Our YouTube channel is also the awesome Lent Madness videos that Stephen did. That's all on the same page, and so it's pulling. That's where we get a lot of our subscribers are probably from that national reach that we've had with that too. I'll also, and I'll point this out because there are lots of times where we get, get I don't know, told that we don't have to stream all the time. That some services, if you can't do it, okay. And we're, we don't need to, right? This is Good Friday, and... Good Friday, for whatever reason, has 52 views. And that would have been one of the things where, oh, we don't need to stream every Holy Week service. It's not. But there are people that 
Yeah. You can't in. be here. Mm -hmm. oh, well, there's people that work that want to still see it. Right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Daniel, do you want to go to uh, Popular Now? Is that worth I, Everyone just look at this for a second. It's hard to read. But if you look at when we talk about what technology does for us, just look at those top uh, 12. Scroll down a little bit more, Daniel. Just, mm -hmm. But if you look at um, you know, what types of services are people have, this is the most views in order of oh, what. Okay. Well, yeah. I, think, I think I should point out that this is interesting because this is uh, Pete's wedding. Yeah. Right? 39,000 people. Yeah, and this this skews those numbers yeah. too. Yeah. Like, yeah. is there an awful lot of people who are watching from New York? Who I'm pretty sure this is the video that they watched. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is uh, Scott Lee's uh, funeral. So Yvonne's son-in-law. Yep. Yvonne oh. son-in-law. Uh, right? Margaret Kenny. Margaret right. Kenny's funeral. Oh. Sylvia Little. Right. Sylvia Little's funeral. Oh. Ordination. In ordination. I mean, they're not. And Christopher. So to me, yeah, that says what our ministry is, is the special services are where we're getting a lot of people come here because they can't be here in person. Thank you for pointing that out. That's really important. To me, this is a perfect situation for iteration. So down the road, we can pull out sections like what you were talking about. Pull out that uh, trim down a video for just the part that uh, Father Brian did his, his poem in that. And that could be its own little entity. Yep. Um, and then someone can go find, they can either stumble on it, and they, they call it organic when you just find stuff because you're watching something else that then suggests you hear. I call it a rabbit hole because <laughs> I get stuck. I in mean, we could turn a portion of that, and then this is, there are just ways that we could make that right. go further. We could turn a portion of that into a short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yeah. And to me, that is just when we have, uh, we have a little bit more. A little bit more resources <coughs> to be able to do things like that. Also, to put Dice it in up. perspective, if an average of 45, 48, 52 are watching, that's about as many, as many voting members as we had at our last annual meeting. Yeah. Approximately. Yeah. Yeah. So when I did this, I, I just was not, I was not surprised to see it. But again, our top viewed things are where someone would say, this is when the wedding's happening. This is when the funeral's happening. This is when the ordination's happening. Weddings, weddings and funerals are a thing that I, you know, it's just, it's a part of, the congregation, right? Like, and making that available for everybody is something I feel like is important. Mm -hmm. Also, know that Kirk has told me that told me shortly after his daughter's wedding how wonderful it was that I was up there. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Our, our last and, and, yeah. a number of their friends could not we make have to actually it. Work. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes along too. You put this out. You folks need to be reimbursed for your time for something like that on a Saturday to pull you mm -hmm. out. This is not a, not, to me, it's not a free service that, oh, it's, it's automatic, they're going to show up and do this. That was just another expense of a wedding for us yep. that, of yep. course, here you go. You know, cool. wrote a check here. Yeah, and even the uh, folks that aren't part of churches, a uh, friend of mine that runs uh, TJ Media, they did, during COVID, did tons of uh, video for church, uh, for weddings and funerals, and then he said it has, he said it's, it slowly trickled off, but he said, I can't believe how many we're still doing. And he said, and he said a lot of people are, are, will pay for that instead of trying to pay for all the family members to, to come. And so he's like, it's, it's replacing uh, travel. So, Daniel, I, 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 I know that we have a little bit here. Stephen's taking over. Stephen's taking over. Stephen's taking over. There's one more, yeah, here, a couple more things yeah. I want to get yeah. to. Um, 
all of this equipment, right, it's, it's only money as to how far we want to make improvements. Because this, this device, which switches our cameras, only switches four things. If we want to add more cameras and do that easier, we could replace that easily. The other thing is, Tim mentioned that we need more people. One of the things that, that needs to be done every week that is not, that you don't have to, technology doesn't have to be your thing, you have to be able to read. If somebody's got to click next on the PowerPoint slides, <laughs> it's not a complicated thing, you don't have to know much, you just keep hitting the next button. Right? So when we say we need volunteers for things, we need volunteers for things that aren't. That so that's why we see your kids back there with yeah. you. That's they're, usually where the kids are sitting there. The next next and, and you know which you know how which kids are doing it because when my younger kids do it, it doesn't move at the right time. Last week, remember Brian walked back to the camera and yeah. said something to his mom, mm -hmm. and I thought that really touched me. I thought that means that she can. Well, you know, half the time Brian does that, the uh -huh. camera. Is zoomed in on the Ambo and his mom never sees him. <laughs> but last week I caught it in time and I hit the button and got the wide view. Mostly smoke and mirrors. In time for him to. <laughs> and anyway, we've had, a, we've had a, 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 an introverted discussion, so we have had lots of great group discussion already. So I, I actually kind of focus on YouTube for the next. Well, ten. we actually have to go do the stream today, yeah, so yeah, we yeah, probably okay. have 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Okay, okay so you know, I, I want to ask you two. Just some like really pointed questions about your ministry and what this sort of means for you, just as people of faith, bringing technology uh, into these liturgical practices. Because I think now we sort of underestimate how much work and innovation it took in COVID and beyond to do to switch it from week to week, to add new equipment, to do all that research. I mean that on top of your work lives, which I also mentioned. We're changing rapidly, and kids, both have a few kids. <laughs> like, doing this on top of all that is, it's really amazing. So, um, I guess I, I would, the two things I want to ask you are, why do you do this? You know, what, what is important to you about making the liturgy accessible to people at home? Um, and then, just a couple minutes on sort of your dream. Like, what, 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 would, what are things you'd love to add? technologically to the liturgy, but um, first, I want to just ask you both about what uh, inspires you in this work. Um, man, I don't know. I'll say Daniel and I have known each other since we were little kids, uh, but we hadn't worked together, like, intensely, and during the pandemic, I would say... I'm going to start there because we were doing this earlier on, but the pandemic was when we really got into the nitty-gritty and upgrades. We really, like we would say, it's just nice to hang out with each other, right? And so we're in this, we come to church almost by ourselves, and that allowed us to, A, get better and talk about what we wanted to improve. Um, so during the pandemic, that was a nice thing to do. I mean, I felt bad leaving the house when everyone's stuck at home, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with Daniel at church, mm. right? But I th that was important for me and then... Uh, I mean, the outreach part just continues to tell the story of what we're doing is important because it's reaching out to other people. I don't know. Uh, I guess I would say I was I was bl blessed with a large family. Kind of blessing that is, but anyway, and, and not a large income. <laughs> and and this is uh, the, the things that go into this are things that I'm interested in anyway. 
I guess I look at it as, as just the thing that I can do in ministry that I can do at the church. You know, and Tim and I both grew up and show up on Sunday and there's nobody else here. You're the acolyte. <laughs> You're the, I mean, the, the service was, you know, it wasn't shocking that this week we're doing it. Oh, okay. And, and we putting that time in is not, I don't know, I don't look at it as something that's as burdensome. And even things like the weddings and the funerals, it's, it's just part of what's adding to our congregation that I can do. And I'm, I'm skilled enough to do, for whatever reason. And I'll, I'll go a little bit further with into something else, but um, some of it doesn't take much time because you start looking at, at video production things and it fills your social media and all kinds of <laughs> ads you see and whatever. And it, Toward the, toward the middle of our, our total hiatus and COVID, I was getting videos on all kinds of ads for all kinds of stuff. I got an ad for a video wall, right? And I, I Anne was back in the room at the time, in, in church at the time, when we were filming, and I said, made a joke about replacing the screen behind the altar with a video wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure that went over well. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I think she was very open to the idea. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. open to the idea of finding somewhere else to worship. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think, and then that's where I start with what's technology, because I think that when we, we say what do we want to do, where do we want to go next, we, we could go and do an awful lot of things that would make it seem totally different from what we're doing. We, I don't know, we've had discussions, and we even got quotes about just hanging two TVs at the front of the room and that for, I don't know that we've moved fast enough. I think there was a point where that would have gone through chapter pretty quickly, but then everyone was worried about, you know, like you permanently mount something in there. What's that going to be like? I think, uh, and this goes a little bit into your second question of what we hope and dream for, but um, some of the technology we're using, like Daniel said, the joke about a video wall, we weren't serious about that, but the TV in the sanctuary and adding another monitor, it's, it gets also back to accessibility, right? I mean, that, and we're, as you'll see, we're working on that video board or the uh, TV and trying to decide what's best up there. And, and the feedback has been great from people, but it's visitors that don't know how to navigate a prayer book. Stuff's up there. Um, it's people that have sight issues. And again, some of our slides are better than others, so we're working on that. Um, and so it's making the worship experience better. It doesn't need to be obnoxious. It doesn't need to be, uh, but also making it look like you're part of it. Again, you get into the liturgical colors. Mm -hmm. We include that on this screen here. Mm -hmm. Sometimes too, it's also at home. And then sometimes we're actually streaming. If you'll see at baptisms, we put the live stream on that TV. So when when people are back at the baptismal font, you can actually face forward and watch it on TV, which is nice. Mm -hmm. We did that for the confirmations. Jumotron next. Yeah. yeah. We did that for the confirmations. I found it funny because all those people were walking up taking pictures of, of the, the side view yeah. on the TV. Yeah. 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 And the, mo the monitor there, to me, represents just the beginning of a conversation of we got to start somewhere. So let's start yeah. here. And. What are we going to do from there? And at that, at, at the point, we had we had the monitor there for the readings, 
and we, we had found software to make it so that we could import that, but the software did so much more that I just said, okay, well, as long as it's there, what else do we put up there? What do we do with it? Uh, question about the, um, the, when the new organ is in, is the console going to stay where it is? The organ console? Mm -hmm. They're no adding more, more pipes. pipes. Yeah. I don't know that, yeah, that's not going to move. <clears throat> okay, so having something over there on that other side is going to be cumbersome as how in the world would you place it? Well, we would mount it. I mean, eventually, if we added another monitor, it would be up, up above. We hang it off the wall. Um, and that becomes more attractive as we see what doesn't work. Yeah. Whereas if you were to say, hey, we want to mount some TVs, there might be some pushback. But as you do things and say, hey, we did this, and it, we can't see any, and it's, you know, let's put them up. Oh, yeah, of course, let's do that. Yeah. And you had another question, right? Well, why don't you share one more time? I think you need to... We also know that the sound in there, like the sound system in there, needs help. We probably we need to get some new speakers. Uh, it's worth complimenting just uh, Mike McRae. Mm -hmm. We didn't mention it, but he built us a great desk back there, mm -hmm. um, and we're actually going to do some other shuffling. He's going to build another piece of, but you know, for a while we we're unfolding tables and all that. But making that part, it's going to be part of the sanctuary at this point. We don't have an AV room where. We're sitting in a closet in the basement doing this. We want to be in the room so we can worship with people and see it. And so that's, that's been a nice touch. Well, this is a perfect example. The first week we watched a video with Reverend Lorenzo Labrija, the mm -hmm. executive director of TriTank, and he asked the question, how can the tools of technology run parallel to our beautiful traditions in the Episcopal Church to proclaim the good news of Jesus more expansively? I think what you guys are doing every week is living in that baptismal covenant and, and making it more accessible. And it also what strikes me is just all the intentionality. I mean, the words, the, the audio, the cameras, I mean, there's a, a massive amount of intentionality that's really not appreciated. So thank you guys so much for thank your you. time this morning. I should compliment Daniel is now learning everything and knows the stuff pretty well, but... Yeah. We, it's just complex enough, unfortunately, that Daniel and I, it's hard to pass off as volunteers because there's a lot of moving parts. But Daniel and others are starting, you know, Chris Hillick fills in when needed. He knows how to get it started. Um, so thank you, because that does take a lot of pressure off. We are a line item on the budget that there's enough money in that budget yearly to pay for some of the software that we use and over time make some investment in the, the equipment. Um, one of the weddings, the, the Katie Fishbox wedding, they were appreciative of what we did and we didn't get directly paid for that, but they did make a large donation to the streaming. At the risk of using more time than I, than I should, yeah. Brian and I were in this room planning a funeral with a family, and what we, what he said is there are certain other charges uh, you have to pay the organist, and it's traditional to give the priest an honorarium. Yeah. I would think that if any funeral unless the person's impoverished, <clears throat> any funeral or any wedding 
ought to have a built-in understanding with the cathedral that the technician who gives special time should be reimbursed just like a just like an organist should. Absolutely. And if it's Absolutely. not it's an official function and it's at a different time, and uh, I may be so bold as to say even suggesting that to the diocese, that when the diocese has something special that they're going to do that's not on cathedral time, it might be wise to talk to the council about that way you increase your funds for new for new uh, equipment. Equipment, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and on a site, I mean, the diocese and the cathedral have shown their thanks to Daniel and I and others for all the work we've done oh, through the years, good. too. So, that's, but, uh, Pe I, that's a good point. It is a line item on the budget, but Peg is trying to get closer at figuring out what that is. What that actually costs. There's so much that is given to it, and so it's spent beyond the line item. So trying to let, line that up is helpful. Well, and we have to decide, like, what do we actually need to spend versus what do we want to spend? <laughs> we need to actually go hit play on okay, the live stream. Yeah, go do that. Okay. So not to rush out on you, but... <laughs> awesome, and thanks for the awesome discussion, everyone. Yes, thank you. Thank you.